sticking around. Overdicked it. Uh, <laughs> hey. <laughs> overdicked it. We overdicked our opener, and today we're going to be talking about our worst years and our best years, or as we, we like to call them, our growth years. So, growth year, not to be um, confused with a gross year. Um, Thank you. Uh, that's not what this is about. So, um, yeah, here we go, I guess. <laughs> here we go, baby! <laughs> Welcome back. Thank you everyone for your patience and us getting our podcast together. Yeah, we're, uh, we've been having some, some rough couple weeks, um, individually. So, uh, the podcasts just keep coming, unfortunately. And the years start coming and they don't stop coming. <laughs> keep going. I love it. No. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Go. What were you saying? Um, I'm just happy. It feels like it's been so long since we, because it has been forever since it's just been you and me. And yeah, it has. I'm, I am happy that we're, I'm happy that we're back. Um, I'm also, I just want to give a little shout out to all of our fucking listeners for supporting us through all of this crap. And sometimes I literally forget that you guys like, first of all, listen to what we have to say and then like it and like give us positive feedback. It, it just blows my mind every time. So thank you so much. I just, I feel like I've had a few people reach out and even like strangers almost like reaching out. We're like getting to the point now where like we're getting feedback from people that like, we're not best friends with and it's nice to have positive reinforcement from strangers yeah definitely that is keeping up with us because we're a little bit of a shit show and to play off our last episode um me and Jaden voted last week I'm gonna talk just I'm gonna a little recrack like three little things before we get into our stories yeah sure me and Jaden voted last week Hell yeah, brother. Fucking love it. Um, I'm in Trumpy Central here. Um, they're around me all the time. And it just felt not it honestly, and the I feel like I'm not in complete control of my life right now because of everything that's going on in my in my like direct personal life and then obviously the world. So just to have like a moment where I felt like I held power, it felt like just in the time like this vote matters and it fucking does matter. So I, it just made me feel really good. So yeah, I, I just, it was a really, I loved it. It was a really good experience because I needed something that was going to release serotonin in my brain. And it did. <laughs> Please someone give me even just an ounce of serotonin. <laughs> I needed it. Please, sir. Please. <laughs> and my second thing is shout out to Craig for giving me his login so that I could watch this series. So it started, I got first, let me start from the beginning. Yeah. It's I'll Be Gone in the Dark by Michelle McNamara. Like I cannot recommend this series is so well produced. The book was really good. The last like 40 minutes of the audiobook, it like got weird. I didn't understand. They were like recapping everything that had already been said, but they were being like more or like yeah, more vague about it when I had already gotten all the details. It was a weird thing. So the end, the very end of the book was dumb, but the book was really good. And the <laughs> series itself was like, just so well produced. Like, it's just, it's incredible. And it's a really cool story, like, of like this writer and her experience. And then like, 
leading up to, um, I guess it's not, it's, I don't know if, I guess there's a lot of people that aren't murderinos. I forget that liking true crime is kind of weird. Like all the people <laughs> in my immediate that I interact with and I'm talking about like, oh yeah, I was, I was talking, talking to my friend Alex and I was like telling him about true crime. He's like, yeah, I don't really want to watch that type of stuff. And I was like, well, I do. What? No. <laughs> but, I'm like, oh, that's weird. Anyway, oh, you don't about enjoy the- murders? Uh, <laughs> that's weird. You know what I hear about serial killers? I'm like, I'm just interested. Like, and there's a weird, there's like a lot of levels to it of why I'm interested. I think part of it is my, I'm trying to like, it's like um, exposure therapy because yeah. growing up in Weezer, there's like no crime there. It's like, a, it's a safe place. Like, I don't know. Like I'm not exposed to like a lot of like bad things happening in the world. And a lot of times when you see stuff like going on, it's like, oh, well that can't happen in my small town. And it's like, a lot of these stories are like, yep, that's how it started. And then this kid was abducted and it's, yeah, anyways. So it's just nice. I like the awareness of it. Yeah. And yeah, anyways, there's, okay. So I'm, I watched I'll Be Gone. I watched and listened to I'll Be Gone in the Dark. Amazing. It was, it's following the Golden State Killer. So he starts off as the East Area Rapist and then he, is the original Night Stalker. And then he's also credited being the Visalia ransacker. And it's like a clear escalation. It's like ransacking, like breaking in and raping people and then murder. So it's like a clear, very clear escalation of it. And um, Michelle McNamara was the first person to like use his to coin the name the golden state killer and then like when the cops like decided to like reopen the case and everything and they caught him in 2018 um that's they called him the golden state killer so it was like yeah. kind of a shout out to her and stuff but anyways really really good loved it and yeah what's my last thing i've been kind of into true crime like more into it lately because i was reading the book and watching the series and then i watched this other netflix documentary Um, It was very well done. I can't remember the name of, it's like, it's a a family annihilator. It's, uh, I just. Oh yeah, it's new. It's like a murder family something. American murder something. I don't know. I don't know the name of it. I just tried to find it on Netflix and I don't. I don't know what the name of it was, but it's a family annihilator situation. He like got a girlfriend. Anyways, I'm not going to ruin it for you guys, but it was, it was the whole, watch it Casey, because it's a third hour and a half. The whole filming of it is taken from video of like actual video of the family. Like the the mom is like, was super active on Facebook. Like videos and photos. They did messages. They did their, they had a security camera or it's like a doorbell one. Yeah. Um, so they had like footage from that. And then the cop, when the cops show up, it's like body cam footage. It's all, it's none of it was like filmed. Cool. Yeah. So it's, it's, dude, it's really well done, but it's just kind of like, it's obviously really sad, but it's just a real bummer. Like, it's just really sad at the end. There's no moment of like, oh, but, um, anyways, yeah. And yeah, I think that's it. And I just am really hoping that I'm just hoping that me and Jaden are able to transition to the next part of our lives very quickly. I'm going on like four months of being in Weezer and being unemployed and I'm just ready for like the ball to start rolling on our life. And I just hope that that happens. So we're just, yeah, we're just trying our hardest and it's very difficult in Weezer and like, especially the political climate here, like, like nobody, 
nobody even believes COVID is a thing. This uh-huh. town literally, get this shit. Let me just rant about Weezer for just a tiny bit. I know you guys like it when I talk shit about it, so I don't even feel bad. <laughs> um, <laughs> Weezer literally fucking through a homecoming parade where the whole through the whole town and everyone and I mean everyone knows this but like small towns around like high school events is a really big deal it's like a very big so tons of community members are there and anyways it was just I did not go to it Jaden's mom asked one of us to go and film Kian because he was a part of the parade because he is in soccer and Jaden told her no I wasn't a part of the conversation Jaden told her no and then Chaz went down and did it and I was like yeah I'm not gonna do that anyways it just the this town and the decisions being made here are really awesome really just top-notch so good um, I was talking to my friend Alex the other day. Shout out, Alex. Thank you for listening to me and supporting me. I'm sorry that I ignore your calls all the time. Um, I was talking to him on the phone. (laughs) I do. I definitely do ignore his calls on accident, but it happened. He'll call me. I'm like, oh, I need to call you back. And I just never get around to it. But um, I'm really glad that I talked to him. But he, this is, he coined, he uses this phrase and I like it. Um, Idaho is very anti-intellectual. Just like very, (laughs) very, it is, it is. (laughs) very anti-intellectual they're not oh, like critically no we are not critically thinking adults anyways so anyways it's just hard being here and I'm ready to get out hopefully we are able you to you know what that really ties yeah. into uh how poor the education is here oh uh, yeah it's oh yeah absolutely absolutely dog like definitely 110 um yeah. I think that's another reason why me and Jaden are like get the fuck out of Idaho what do we need to do right now? Get out of Idaho. Yeah. If I make it to Spokane, I will be on top of the world. I will be so happy with a very the simplest of just removing myself from this state. Because yeah. we are not yeah. meant to be here. These are not our people. They're the values of this state, the funding, like where this is an easy way to connect morals to like put policies and politics but I don't we don't have to get into this but I'm going to you can easily tell like what something is valued in a state in a a group of people a community um and then what they put their money towards and Idaho is not valued in the state and then look at the I mean Idaho's education budget is being cut by 99 million this year like and it's like how how yeah and then the I think the Boise Police Department's budget is like 50 million so it just doesn't make any sense but anyways I'm just so happy I mean I'm happy at the idea that me and Jaden are not going to spend our future here this is just a period of time when we're in transition and even though it's really frustrating and it's just really hard on my mental health that's like that is like the like like biggest thing for me I think in any other situation I could handle this a lot better but it's just really tearing up my mental health and it's time for me to get out of here Mm -hmm. so anyways now that I brought the vibe down Casey catch us up my three things you're yeah Trista's quick three things how many minutes later is it I know what's new what's new okay my three things are um school is kicking my ass School is kicking my ass. Like for last semester, horde. It's time for you to really put up your dukes, girl. Let's horde. go. Horde, horde. Yeah, I'm in my senior studio class. This is my like final, final thing, and I'm like doing my own project, and um, which is awesome. It's cool. It's great. 
except it just is a lot of time and effort and as well it should be it should definitely be a lot of effort however yeah no it's well it's your last semester of school on top of everything else that's going on like how are you expecting to be a student right now and um on top of my senior studio class I am in an it's called advanced interactive and experiential design with like the hardest art professor in the entire program and I've had him before and I talk about him a lot but he he his classes are rough they're like they are the three classes that I've taken from him are the hardest classes that I have taken um ever Mm -hmm. I think and and he just he pushes us really hard he pushes us really hard and I always do my best work in that class I'm not gonna deny it yes I love that Casey I mean I was gonna say there's a reason he's a dick like he's he's pushing you I I had professors the same way like and in the end you respect those ones better like I have mad respect for professors that were super strict with me because it's like oh you are literally just trying to push me to my full potential yeah thank you he's like I am gonna be thankful for him like definitely in the future when I'm in the industry and I have like a big kid job but right now I'm like please please Dave spare my life I I can't do it but it'll it'll be okay it'll it'll turn out fine I'm just in two like super extra hard classes right now and I'm like every day is just a catch-up I've been spending 40 hour weeks in my studio and which brings me to my second point which is my studio my cute little studio space in the dungeon it's like was given to me by the by the art department I like get my own little corner and my desk and I can decorate it however I want for my my year in senior studio and I've been going every day and I don't have I'm too lazy and I'm too poor to buy a parking pass um so so I walk to school every day um I walk to campus it's it's probably like a 15 I'm I'm gonna say like a 17 minute walk so it's really it's not too bad but I am like lugging all my books and my laptop and my charger and all my snacks for, cause I'm in there for like seven hours. So I got to bring yeah. adequate snacks, you know, so I can like be there. Um, today I took three dance breaks, um, which was nice. And yes, you did hear me right. I did say dance break. <laughs> <laughs> A dance oh break. God. And, um, I don't know, this is a shout out to my friend Madeline from home. I don't know if she listens to this, but, um, we used to play, um, Michael Jackson, we like the, the dance, you know, uh, dance revolution. No, just dance, just dance, but it was the Michael Jackson version. So it's like only Michael Jackson songs. And that was when I started to appreciate Michael Jackson. I like, didn't really know who he was until after he died. Um, and we, yeah, we would play that game every day after swim practice. And our favorite uh, song to dance to was Rock With You. Rock With You, Michael Jackson. It's one of his earlier, earlier oh, ones. Oh, I don't it's, know it. No, it's a, oh, it's a straight it. banger, straight banger. And I memorized the dance. We both have. It's like, it. we did it so often that we, I just know the dance by heart. And so mm-hmm. I did three um, Rock With You uh, dance breaks. Did you play the today. music? Oh, yeah. I was like, I I had my headphones on. I was jamming. I like closed the door. No, I think it was cracked a little bit. I'm like, well, hopefully no one sees me here dancing with my headphones on. It's like quiet. I'm like, 
you know <laughs> oh my god dude I love that. yeah um but my studio is nice yeah but just been I've been spending a lot of time in there that's pretty much was my thing because school's up my butthole but my third thing is um this weekend I had a fun surprise I went to see um our friend Alyssa who is Trista's little yes in from Gamma Phi yeah it's um, Alyssa Gomez you guys know her yeah you you know you know who she you is we've know. talked about you her a lot of our listeners know exactly who she is Shout yeah. out Alyssa, thank you so much yeah um she was like hey uh she just texted me out of the blue which was funny because I was literally supposed to text her like that day I had called my parents the night before and my mom my mom loves Alyssa for some reason, not for some reason. Alyssa's really cool, but my mom is like re- just really into yeah. Alyssa. Yeah. And um, Alyssa is a nursing student. And so my mom and my mom has been making a lot of masks for just for free and like giving them to people um, and sewing them and stuff. And so she has been sending them every time she comes up with a new um, sewing pattern, she'll send some in the mail and she'll always make a couple for Alyssa. So I needed to, I hadn't given them to her yet. And it had been like a week since the package came. And so I chatted with my parents and mom was like, you need to text her. Like you, you need to give her her mess. I'm like, okay, I'll text her tomorrow, mom. Okay, I'll do it. <laughs> and then the next day, Alyssa texted me. So it worked out nice. And she was like, oh, do you want to come over? I have a surprise for you. I'm like, yes. And oh my God, I forgot about the shoes. Um, yeah. That, okay, my fourth thing. Yes, yes. Intermittently. So this weekend, I finished my commission for a custom pair of Vans from one of my old uh, graphic design instructors, who is also named Dave, um, but a different Dave. Um, and <laughs> he he was a grad student. Oh, I talked about him during the mentors episode, during our mentors yeah. episode and role models. Um, yes. Yes, I did. He's super cool. He commissions me every once in a while. Uh, I've done three for him and he pays me really well because he supports young artists. And so, yeah, he paid me really well for these shoes that I made him. So, and I was like busy with all my school stuff. So I was like, I painted these shoes in like three days. I finished these babies in three days and I did it nice in three days. I didn't half ass them or anything, but um, so yeah, Alyssa texted me and she was like, Hey, come over. And I was like, can I, um, bring my shoes? <laughs> I need to, I need to finish them. And she was like, yeah, we're doing a paint night. So I, I like show up with my shoes. I got like paint and, and every, and my paintbrushes and everything. And lo and behold, Maddie opens the door, my big. So, yes. and she, yes, which was so fun. It was so exciting. She, uh, came for the weekend and we did a paint night together. Finished Beautiful. my shoes. I got to see her. Surprise. Yeah, it really was. It was nice to see her. Yes. But those were my um, four things. My three and a half. <laughs> what did he say? What? I mean, like, I'm just curious. Like, what was his reaction? Did he like? He liked them. Yeah, he thought they were really cool. I was really, really? worried about the colors. I was like, the colors are kind of. I don't want to say childish, but they're like bright and and fun, spooky yes. versus like dark, spooky. Um, which but on was a very kind of, 
colors. Like, I think that it's really cool that you went lighter colors because those are like, I feel like that's going to be more attention grabbing anyways. And that's why he, he just wants to rock some dope, like, shoes. That's for the- true. That's absolutely so I think true. That really well. For especially yeah. because just being on shoes, I think that the colors, like, made more sense but anyway sorry continue no that was yeah that was it he yeah and we we pretty much we just chat we all we we like meet up and we just chat for like an hour and catch up which is really nice and hello walk on campus I'm like here's your shoes and we just hang out for a bit yes (laughs) oh my god I love love that yeah and he listens too so uh shout out Dave hey what's up hi Dave (laughs) I, I think I know. I think I've seen him before. I told you that one time in. Yeah, you did. I was like hardcore creeping. I was like, I he, there's no way he knows who I am. But I'm like, I, Casey, I think that's your nice Dave. I think that's, I think that's your professor. No, but seriously though, um, yeah, shout out. We have we're giving so many shout outs. I feel like I'm gonna name drop on accident, but on purpose. <laughs> oh, I have another positive. Oh, sorry. I won my fantasy. I would just like to talk real fast. Nice. Keep, um, oh my God. Casey, yes. We have to talk about fantasy football. Okay. Well, here's the deal. Casey is still learning sports ball. We're patient with her. We, we love her process through it. I'm um, working on it. Unfair about it is that in fucking <laughs> undefeated, undefeated in fantasy, she doesn't even know football. Doesn't even get it. And she's undefeated. This is, yeah, this is, this is the first year I've ever done fantasy football. I like don't really know anything about football um, other than go Seahawks because I'm from, yeah, go Hawks other than because I'm from the area. But uh, yeah, Tris, I, my roommate, Emma uh, really is into football. She's like a diehard Seahawks fan. And yes. she was like, Hey, we're doing fantasy football. Do you want to like hop in the league? And I was like, uh, yeah, sure. Like I'll try it out. See what see what that's about. Yes. And then, so I'm in a, a league with some gamma fives, and I'm I've won. I've only lost one game, and we've had five. Yeah, I'm doing. That. Yeah, so I'm doing really well in that league. And then in the league with Trista, it's like Trista and uh, Jaden's family, and like a couple yeah. of extra other yeah, people. It's really like wide. It's wide of people, but the, we named the league Big Dub for like Weezer because like 90% of the people in it are from Weezer. So yeah, just not me. No, <laughs> no, we have, but I mean, we, yeah, we have a bunch of people in it, but it's a ton of fun, but it's a mixture of people who are like really into football and then people who are like, yeah, sure. I'll participate. And yeah, it's interesting. which is me. And I'm winning. I'm like number one, I'm undefeated. I'm five and oh. So what the fuck is up? Oh my God. Yeah, you but are. I'm about to we- I'm about to lose next week though. I'm gonna lose hardcore <laughs> next week to Jaden. I'm I'm against Jaden next week and he's gonna kick my ass. Oh dude, Jaden started out so rough. He was yeah, like he did. 0 and 3. And now he's like coming back and kicking ass. Yeah. Um I played Quinn. Um and she doesn't she is a person that does not know very much about football and she didn't update her roster. Someone was like had their bye week. So she had I I barely beat her like the tonight for with the Tennessee game um but and I got like three of my players got like in negative points or zero points and I just I'm terrible at this I don't know I am trying too hard it's my problem is I care too much I want to win too bad <laughs> so I need you to just I'm just okay just I'm playing Chaz this week but it's his birthday so for his birthday present I'm gonna beat his ass <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. no just kidding but kind of hey it's connor's birthday this week too or maybe next week it's in 
five days. Oh my God, simple math. The 13th, it's on the 18th, which is in five days, right? Eight, yeah. Seven, oh my God. Five. Yes. It's it's all of the Libras in our life. It yep, is all the Libras. Kaz, Connor, Maddie. Maddie, all in one. Yeah. It's Maddie's birthday. I'm going to hit her up. I'm going to, we'll go hang out for her birthday. Yeah, you should. I'm really bad. I, yeah, I get, yeah. That's a whole nother thing. I don't like when I'm in Weezer, I don't even want to talk. I don't want to reach out to people because I'm like already in a like slump and I don't want to be the Debbie Downer friend. I just don't want to be that friend to other people. So I'm like, whatever, I'll just stay home in my little negative attitude and hang out by myself and watch um, TikToks for hours. I would advise against a bad thinking pattern because that is a symptom of depression. (laughs) I mean, you're spot on, (laughs) Sid. But I know, dude. I know, I know. That's a whole other mess. But anyways, I need to hit a Maddie for her birthday. That we should do something. But anyways, okay. So what what are we doing this week? All right. Okay. So after that long ass catch up. Um, okay, you know what? I'm okay with it because it hasn't been just the two of us in a in while. Forever. So. In forever. So, so we and just then have now a, we get to right now. No, just yeah. kidding. That was the good shit. Our welcome. long, our very long intro. But uh, we are going to be doing our worst years and our best years or our growth our years. Our growth years, yes. Um, I like to call it a growth year. I like that because I don't know if it's our best, but it's definitely the year that it was like, this is our time to shine. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to call our worst years our shrink years. I think that's funny because we need therapy from them. They were so bad. We need therapy. You're spot on, sis. No, but no, for real though. I don't know if that's not a nice word for a therapist. I can't, I don't know. A shrink? Shrink. Is that a negative term? I am not sure. I'm going to look it up. You're not sure? Okay. You know what? I don't need this from you. (laughs) Casey didn't appreciate that. Some light Googling real fast. Um, I would just like to point out really fast while you're doing looking this up. So me and Casey have talked about doing this episode kind of for a while. Just the idea of like talking about our worst year, best year. And then we are chatting the other day, like kind of brainstorming the ideas of this episode. And we find out that our worst year and our best year fall on the same like calendar year for each other. So our like worst year was in 2000. Mine was the full year of 2011. And it was 2011 2012 like school year for Casey and then I'm assuming right yeah I think I think I didn't look at the actual years but it's seventh grade which I'll talk about here in a minute and I was a freshman it was the second end of my freshman year to the first of my yes so yours would be backwards but anyways so and then our best years fall like fell on the same one of 2018 2019 yeah so I love it. It's like wild that we had our best and worst Worst years years at the same time. At the same time. Yeah. Literally though. Cool. I love it. Okay. So I looked up, is it rude to call a therapist a shrink? Oh, okay. Um, okay. It says it's a reference to the ritual practice in certain tribal societies of literally shrinking the heads of one's vanquished enemies. Um, I have no idea how credible that source is, but it, (laughs) uh i have no idea is is our final answer okay that's totally fine so who knows i feel like it's a really common if if shrink is a negative term for a therapist our listeners please correct us reach out and tell us in which case i'm sorry and we won't call it our shrink year and our growth year but 
but for now that's what we're calling it yes so my yes my, my shrink year my bad year was seventh grade um how how old was I in seventh grade 11 no I think, I think you're Kian is 14 and he's that's a freshman. freshman year yeah so 13, 12 12 okay I was 12 mm-hmm. god that just that does sound awful ew <laughs> <laughs> 12 again absolutely 12. not no thank you that's a big no 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 um yeah seventh grade I where do you even start set the scene, for set the scene. just yeah just like set the scene like you're you're going you're in middle school right is that yep middle that's school middle, that's no it's middle school middle school for me okay. was sixth seventh and eighth grade so okay. yes oh you know what oh my god I just that's this is the year that I also got braces I got braces this year too. Add it to the so, fucking so, list. Add it to the list. Add it to the so, list. A twelve-year-old. Um, I'm going to put this out there. Awkward, Casey. Yeah, super with awkward. Me, Casey, with like, yeah, with braces. I was on a competitive swim team, um, which was like pretty really competitive um year-round swim team and my hair was dead it was like it was ratty I would I and I take good care of my hair I I really try to take good care of my hair and um I I was very distressed about how I could I couldn't even brush my hair it was like the chlorine awful and it was because of the chlorine yeah the chlorine killed my hair so bad that I was using so much conditioner and it was like not doing anything um and also we're sticking in my head region here for just a moment yes, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um in seventh grade maybe it was late sixth grade but I got this hat that I thought was so cute. Trista, you're going to absolutely hate this. <laughs> I'm so ready for this. Also, I know. I'm thinking about all the pictures that we have to include with this episode. Oh, God. Yep. Some this amazing content. That's so. going to definitely have to happen. Okay. So dead hair, dead eyes, dead soul. Um, <laughs> just kidding. Uh, braces. Well. Braces. And a unicorn hat a unicorn (gasps) hat yes I absolutely loved this hat this was my favorite hat so what (laughs) (laughs) so it's no wonder you didn't have any friends yeah fuck you (laughs) but you're right um that's not that's not why I didn't have friends but that's also probably why I didn't make any friends that year okay that's okay fair so so there was some that's a contribution for sure Um, it's this, yeah, this unicorn hat. It was like knit unicorn hat with like little like dangly pom poms like down at the end and like a big nose and like a little knit horn. Um, it's really, it's really adorable. Okay. I still like that hat, but I won't ever wear it in public again. Um, (laughs) I just thought it was so cute, but hats are not allowed at, in schools. In yes it's a part of the dress code it's yeah, gonna it's stop like, me from learning. bunch of fucking bullshit fuck the patriarchy know. sorry it's gonna I'm stop me from from carrying a a weapon on the top of my head under my hat or something like that 
Um, so I would wear this hat. Um, I would wear it on the bus and I would wear it to my locker. And then I would t take my hat off and put it in my <laughs> locker. And then, pro yeah, probably I had hat hair. Um, <laughs> for the school day and then I would after school I would go back to my locker and put it back on and go home but there was yeah there's that um I didn't really have any friends that year because um well all of my my close friends I had I'm like kind of a, a one best friend type of person or I have been yes. for a long time I've like grown out of it as I've gotten older but um well, not necessarily. I'm, but you kind of that kind of. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, more comfortable being like a social person. I think it kind of stems from you being an introvert. But that's yeah, definitely, definitely, it's easier to just keep track of one person. You know what I mean? <laughs> but <laughs> okay, interaction for you. Yeah. So my um my best friend that I had before seventh grade, her name is Sam, and we like best friend broke we had a best friend breakup like uh near the end of sixth grade I'm gonna say and so in seventh grade I was best friendless and um all of my other like friends who I would normally like hang out with or sit with during lunch had the different lunch period because there was like two different lunches or maybe there were three I honestly don't even remember but I wasn't in it with them so um, I would sit next to my friend Marina, who was very kind enough, kind to let me sit next to her. And she is also Japanese, but she is like fluent. And uh, I think she's maybe second generation. So she, Ooh. yeah, she went to uh, college in Japan. She, yeah, she's. Ooh, impressive. I love it. Yeah. And. Uh, yeah, so I would sit with her, but she, we would together, and she would sit with her other friend who, I don't remember what her name is, but she was also fluent in Japanese, and they would talk in Japanese while I would sit I there and just you know. eat my lunch by myself, basically, because they were having a conversation that I could not understand. Uh <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. And this is pretty much an everyday occurrence. Um, oh, another thing about... Oh, this was the time that I was uh, get, kind of getting into lucid dreaming. I was like really into the idea of lucid dreaming because I was like, wow, my like awake life is really sad. So maybe I can <laughs> make my dreaming life better. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. So, and I, oh, this is, this is a sign that I did not know that I had depression, but I definitely had depression that year. I remember distinctly opening my locker one day and like putting my this would I would think this like every morning pretty much when I got to school I would put my hat in my I would put my hat in my locker and I would think I can't wait to go to bed tonight so to try and lucid dream again how sad is that? Oh, that is, yeah, that is yeah. really just like telling of the times though. Like, and I mean, like throughout this whole, when we're talking about our worst year, like these are like awkward times for a lot of kids. Like you don't like friends in middle school, like that's weird. And then it's yeah. like, you think you have friends and then all of a sudden you just don't. And you're like, wait, what the fuck happened? Like, it's just, and you're just uncomfortable in your body. And in that time period. And mm -hmm. anyways, I just, yes, Casey, sorry. I totally agree with what you're saying. And I think that those, that feeling is kind of 
it comes up a lot Mutual. with kids and that's why oh definitely yeah, right? well I think that's why like it's important especially like in high school and middle school to like be nice to fucking people but like you're so uncomfortable in your own body you don't even know how to like register like oh maybe I should like try and make a friend with so-and-so because they're sad mm-hmm. and I'm sad it's like that doesn't even yeah cross your mind it don't work like that um I would yeah I was also going through puberty as uh many of us were at that age um Okay, yeah, and that feeds into um, my time on the swim team, which was, uh, it's called Bellevue Club. Uh, It's like, it's, I honestly don't totally understand what this business is as a whole, but it's like, it's a hotel, but it also has a swim team. Is it, is that a country club? Is that, or is that? I guess. Uh, it's like sort of like that there's no like golf course or it has like oh. tennis courts and basketball courts it's like a a sports complex club, complex yeah I guess w- but with like a hotel attached there's like a spa and a that's a weird um, deal How do you I know become, is it a so it's a club those are like club sports so it doesn't yeah. matter if you like live in the area it's only a matter of like you just pay you yeah no it's like a matter of if you have money and you you like air quote um try out for the swim team and then your Um, parents write the check pretty much well no but there's like different like groups like level groups of of swimming because the practices can't like all be at the same time obviously so they like chunk it into like speeds Um, oh okay yeah, and so I had tried out, and did Connor do it too? I no, no I wonder, dude. Mm, no. How do I not know that? He would have been a I, freshman. In high school. Yes, he was a freshman in high school. Then so no. wouldn't he have just swam for? He swam school? for the school. Yeah, he did high school swim team, um, and yeah. And then we would do, we had did um, Somerset swim team for over the the summers, but this was like a year round one. So it was during the school year. And I, yeah, I tried out and I like tried really hard during my tryouts, obviously, because that's how it goes. And they put me in the like fast group, um, which would be okay because I'm a decent swimmer. However, they put me in like the really fast group. <laughs> and she could not hang. I could not hang. It was really sad, honestly. I would uh, I I'm in the slowest lane. It like goes by lane. That's just like kind of how it turns out so that mm-hmm. you're not like on the feet of people in front of you or like you don't have people touching your feet and you would go like fastest person goes first and then the second fastest you know it's just like that's that's how a swim swim etiquette goes in goes, case yep. people don't know because some people don't um I, I don't know so thank you for yeah saying. it's like uh, you know every sport has its quirks and it's like unspoken rules and yeah um so that's kind of one of them but I'm in this yeah I'm in the slowest lane I'm going last yeah, so I'm I'm last in the slowest lane, and I'm getting lapped every 100. So, which oh is a they're back, they're back, and there's You're getting like, lapped. I'm getting lapped. Yeah. So the fastest person is like going fast enough that they go far enough, and that they catch up to me and t- are touching my feet. 
which makes me feel so awful, right? I'm like going slow. These people Absolutely. are trying to pass me. Like they're and that's embarrassing in a team dynamic. Like other swimmers are seeing that happen. Like yes. they're Casey's yes. the slowest swimmer. That's yes. so hard. Yeah. Oh and God. so but but what is worse also is this and this is like kind of also not great in swim etiquette is that I would wait on the wall for everyone to pass me. I would just like hang out for a minute. But yeah. there's like there's a lot of people in in the lane. There was like it's a big team. So there was like maybe eight or so people, which is like a long amount of bodies, right? Like yes. wise. Um, and so I'd wait on the wall for all of these people to pass me and then I would keep going after them. But what that looks like to them is that I'm slacking, you know, I'm like, I'm just going to chill on the wall here and catch my breath. You guys are doing all the hard work. So then even like team morale is not, you're like, not, it's not good. Yeah. So either, but like the situation wouldn't have been good for me either way. It's like, I'm like on the side and people are passing me, which like you can't, it's like they're. You swim on the right side going there and on the left side coming back. And you can have – there's space enough for two people side by side, but not three. So so I'm like, I can't just, like, move over and keep swimming and they swim around me. Like, that's not good either. And there's eight people, too, that need to pass me. So it's, like, total bullshit, total garbage. Did a coach ever step in and say anything? Like, I'm just curious. Like No. Really? No, How does, absolutely what not. What coaching look like in swimming? Um, this coach, I did not like. I okay. nobody liked the, this coach, um, and of course, I was never um, assertive enough to say, "Hey, I think I need to be put in a different, um, yeah. in a different group." Because now a days, that's like the first thing that you would probably do, right? Is like. Hey, I'm here for a couple weeks and I need to be in a different group because yes, this is like, yes. obviously not, not working out. Yeah. yeah. But no. So I was on that swim team for on that in that group for like the entire school year. Um all, they all none of them wanted to be friends with me because I was the slow kid. None of them like wanted to hang out with me. We would do dry land, uh, which is just like land workouts, um, swim oh, lingo okay. for for land workouts. Um oh, okay before practices and in the locker room like no one wanted to hang out with me uh it was really sad (laughs) you could do it every day yeah dude it was like it was like three or four days a week I hitched a ride with another girl who was like in the fast lane but we went to elementary school together so her mom would like drive me home from practice yeah yeah but even she would like not really talk to me during she was nice like to me individually but you know like group dynamics are kind of different and I don't blame her for it at all if we were switched I probably would have done the same thing it's like that's just kind of how it goes um which is not great but I and then I remember one time we were doing so usually coaches will have us do like a relay at the end of practice if we're good like as a reward kind of because relays are it's like a fun little it's kind of like a scrimmage, I guess, equivalent it to what is. No, I can't see it. Yeah. Um, and it's just some friendly competition. However, I'm the slow kid, right? So no one wants me on their relay team. Um, and I, <laughs> what did he say to me? I was I was put in a group, and this kid was like, 
at one point I could quote him and now I can't, which is probably a good thing. Um, I was going to say that's, that's healthy. Like, that means you've gone. That's yes. But um, it's still something very mean. Yeah. To what, to what effect? Say like it was, paraphrase. I was, I was put on his team and he was like, oh, dang it. Or something. He was like very clearly disappointed that I was on his team. Um, and I was like, yeah, I wouldn't, I, I don't blame you or something like that. I was like, I understand, you know, I'm the slow kid. It's like, it's, I know what's going on. It's, Oh my god. Yeah. What a shitty deal, dude. Yeah. Oh my god. So just and yeah. that period of time to like like no, not faulting these kids, but that's fucking mean. Like you're yeah. I, but I totally know what you mean because I've played sports and that's literally the same deal. Like when you're not a good player in a sport, like your teammates don't really want to be your friend. It's yep. not a fun time. Like yeah. and they were like they were nice to me. But they were like, yeah, they didn't like actively um, include me, though. You know what I mean? No. Yeah. Uh-huh. They, yeah. Well, so no, no one was like explicitly mean to me. None of the girls were um, that boy that one time. But um, pretty much they would like uh, mostly ignore me or like, I don't know. I would just do my own thing. But it was a sad time. Also, I, at that point, I had started growing armpit hair and I didn't. Um, shave because I was afraid to shave yet I was just oh. like I, I wasn't like mentally prepared to to be shaving yet and so I had a little bit of armpit hair um in my swimsuit and <laughs> yeah what a sad time and this boy that I had a crush on on the swim team he uh he pointed it out to me <laughs> I was like so sad here we are yeah I, was, I don't know. I was doing something with my with my arms, and he was like, "Wait, lift your arms up again," or something. I was like, "No." <laughs> like, no, don't nope. touch me. Mm-mm. I guess I'll just go die now. But <laughs> yeah, that that is the gist of my of my worst year. I barely, I like, didn't really have any friends. Uh, mm. Didn't sit with anyone that I could talk to during lunch my unicorn hat, um, dead hair. Stop laughing at me. (laughs) I'm really excited to see a picture of this. You better have a picture of you in your unicorn hat. I'm sure you do. I'm sure I do. I'm sure I do. Um, yeah, I was the slowest person on the swim team. Dry land sucked. I'm just not really a land sports kind of person. Um, (laughs) the relays were also sad. Uh, yeah. Yikes. Body oh my God. just being a tween being a tween is yeah. just not a fun time no um I'm a little bit of a late bloomer I feel like so my um it follows suit that my worst year was in high school which my fresh I think I yeah this is definitely like overall just my worst year so um I'm gonna set this scene I'm living I bounced around a lot as a kid so I had like gone back and forth between my parents like up until this point but um I'm living in Weezer at my grandma's house it's my mom's mom so my mom doesn't even have her own place because she is a raging alcoholic and can like barely hold down her job to pay for her alcohol so um just an awkward time um also I'd like to point out that I use the same journal all the way through um high school and I started it this year so like it's and I like would only my journaling like 
I don't like outlet. Like I used it as an outlet for my sadness. So my journal entries were, are like the constant crying, negative, sad thoughts. So (laughs) yeah, it's like, no, I would not write about positive things. It wasn't like, Oh, I had a good day. Let me go catch up in my journal. Like it would just be. Yeah. Anyways. So my worst year is my, I was two, it was in 2011, like just that full year. So it's like the second it's the spring semester of my freshman year and the fall semester of my sophomore year. Yeah. And okay. So I'm going to, I have wrote a little timeline and it's a little, I think it's a little, interesting yeah your timeline she drew it out it's really cute I think it's interesting that my worst year was like a school year and then yours is a calendar year actually yes because so much happened but so I'm gonna I'll just get started so I kind of just went through like a best friend it wasn't a best friend betrayal it was a best friend like I was best friends with this girl and we also met up with another pair. Everyone know, like, I feel like I'm being like, I should just say their names, but I didn't get consent. So I'm not going to, um, okay. anyways, I have no beef with these women. Now I, I actively support all of these women. Now at the time in high school, we were all not in good places and mean to each other. And basically we had like, I had a pair and there was a pair of best friends that we matched up. So we were four of us all together vibing. Oh, I have a great picture to show about this. I'll have to <laughs> like top notch picture to show you guys about this. So I'll have to get consent from people. Um, anyways, so basically what had happened as this group of four went down to a group of three and I was still in the group. So even though we had like kind of pushed out another girl, I was like, oh, I'm still... I'm still in the clear, like I'm good. And then I got pushed out. And then it was like, I don't even know what happened. I don't even understand like how it happened. I just like didn't have friends anymore. And I like knew people cause it's small and it's Weezer but like, just like not a super great time. <clears throat> and then, um, sorry, this all pat like just adds up to it uh, like itself. But um, I was, I was a cheerleader my freshman year and we had one state, but so we had gone to state and state overlapped with the beginning of spring sports, which was softball, which was like a sport that I like actively participated in. Mm-hmm. And so I would show up like half an hour late to my softball practices, which was like very clearly communicated. Like I just needed to go like do my routine, like one run through of all my routines for my like cheer. And then I would yeah. go play softball. But the coach at, of the freshman at the time was tr- literally tried to tell me like, tr- like Trista, what's more important here. I'm like, I'm practicing to go to state. When's the last time softball went to state? Like <laughs> eight years because they got a shitty ass head coach and he's driven the program into the ground. Like anyways, yes. so that was the end. Um, so basically I quit. What's, what's I more just, important, Trista? But no, I'm like, brain? I didn't even know how to handle that. So basically I, I just quit. I was like, no, that's okay. I don't want to. And up until that point, I, that coach, I had played for him for like three or four years before, like three years before that. So like he knew who I was and I was like, no, I'm not going to play for you this year. Um, so I quit softball because the coach was dumb and which was nice because I could work more. So I just like started working like a ton at the candy store and, um, at Homestead and like over the summer, that was my first summer that was the first fiddle week that I was like pulling doubles. Like I would do the, yeah, I would do the labor here. Can you hear me? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry. No, I would do the like ice cream stand in the, during the day. And then I would close dishwashing. And that was when the owner, I I told the story, but Laura was like, 
is this too much for you, sweetie? And I'm like, fuck off. I didn't say that, but I wanted to. But anyway, so I'm like working a shit ton. I'm making a bunch of money. I'm just trying to like save it up and stuff. Um, And then, so Weezer, unfortunately, has experienced a lot of like young death. It's a really weird it's just a really weird thing that goes on in this town and it's really hard. It, it's just really sad. It's overwhelming at times to think about how many young lives have been lost, like on, like on 95 or like just weird accidents and stuff. But, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's just really sad sometimes, but, um, that year, that summer, there had been two students that had passed away. Um, it, there was one in June and I don't know all the, de- I can't remember all the details on it. So I don't even like super want to touch on it, but it was like a really weird freak accident. And so it was kind of like, ta- it was like the talk, like a student, it was like crazy. You're like, I can't believe like this, this like guy passed away. Like it was just really sad. And then um, in July, there was a really bad car accident of this group of of students that were coming home from a church event and one of them had passed away. Um, three of them had passed away like on site and the fourth just happened to be like in a weird position when the, a, a huge truck and horse trailer hit this car, like T-boned it on a freeway oh out by Parma. It was so sad. It just like shook this community. Like, and, um, basically this, the girl, one of the girls who had passed away was my cheer coach's daughter. So it was really, it just hit really close to home. Like it was really overwhelming for a lot of us. Um, I had known and interacted with her. Um, her name was Sloan, but she like, she's an incredible, incredible human, like just interacting with her just Sloan made you feel so special. Even when I, like, I didn't know her super well. And every time I interacted with her, I felt good about myself walking away. And like, mm-hmm. that's inspires me to like do that to other people. But like, so I didn't know her like super well, but it was still like a really like jarring experience overall. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, yeah like I know I, it's just, so basically what had happened was I was, my mom was driving me into town. Um, to go to the softball tournament that the, I had quit on this coach earlier in the year and he was, did a softball tournament over the summer. And it was like mixed between like district, like between Fruitland and Ontario. Like we had a bunch of girls involved in it. So it was kind of cool. Cause I got to play with other girls, but, um, I was just, and I was like, getting more competitive with softball. So it was like a cool opportunity for me. But anyways, we're going to play. My mom's driving me to my coach's house. Cause we're going to go drive over to like Nampa and do this tournament all day. And one of the neighbors stops us on the lane and was like, Hey, did you guys hear about like, so-and-so like, it's really, and I was like, I was just like getting that news just really shook me. I didn't even know like how to react to it. Mm-hmm. So when I got to my coach's house, he literally like, I, I like had said like, like what had happened. And he was like, well, there's nothing we can do about it now. Like all we can do is go play the softball tournament and just do our best. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, that's not how you handle grief. Like, that's not how, like, that's not how you should be going about it. Especially when you have like some of your like softball players are going to be like affected by this news. And which was, it was just really upsetting. So I told you this Casey, but we, we were warming up in at this tournament we had like I think it was in Fruitland I think it was at this sports complex in Fruitland and we got there and we were warming up and normally you take like ground balls and then you take pop flies and just easy warm-up shit and I was going to take a pop fly and I literally I I missed the ball on purpose so it would hit my head so I did not have to play the first game because I was just like so like just taken aback by what was going on. And I totally played it off. I'm like, I was like, this hurt so bad. I was like, anyways, I just didn't, I didn't even know how to handle that situation. And then I basically just like 
like silently cried the first softball game because I couldn't, I just couldn't handle what was going on around me. And uh, so, and then that summer I had started to hang out with, I think that I had my, like internally, my body had started to like, try to get me away from Weezer. I think that like subconsciously I was like, I don't want to be in this space. I don't want to be like in this town, especially with like all the hurt that was going on. So I started hanging out with my cousin that lives in Nampa and she's 10 years older than me. And she had just gotten, she had been, I'd been in her wedding the year before. So she was like kind of a newlywed. She was like a year into her marriage with her husband. And, um, they had just, they had like a nine month old baby and a five-year-old who me and, and that, um, me and the five-year-old were like, were super close. We like grew up together. So like, it was like a really good, like fun time with them. And one time my mom was taking me, we were like meeting at a gas station to drop me off so I could go with my cousins and, um, my cousin and her partner. And, uh, they saw like how bad of an alcoholic my mom was just like, I mean, like I interact with her every day. Like it doesn't seem that bad to me until someone else was observing it. And they're like, mm-hmm. Oh, that is not a safe environment for you to be in. So, um, I don't even remember who initiated it, but basically I, it was decided that I was going to go live with them in Nampa and they had like a spare bedroom and she was going to get me signed up for school. And like, it was all going to work out nice and stuff. So, um, they had like, kind of talked, they were like really active in their church at the time. And they had talked to like their pastor. They had talked to both of their parents about like me moving in with them and just like a teenage girl, like they're newlyweds, like they have a baby, like there's all these factors playing in. So mm-hmm. like, it's not weird to me that they asked the advice from other people, but basically it was like advised that if I come live with them, then I should be in therapy, which like, yes, everyone yeah. needs to be in therapy. Yeah. I definitely needed to be in therapy at the time, but it was kind of a weird situation because it was somebody who was through the church and was my cousin's husband's mom who was my counselor so like really inappropriate levels yeah I'm just like this there's like huge um conflicts of interest here like that should not have been the environment that I was in and there were like a lot of things that I would try and bring to my counselor and she would invalidate my feelings like literally blow all these issues over like it wasn't a big deal and it was for me at the time. So anyway, so then I had to start a new school. So I'm living in Nampa with these, like, and I, my home life was like fairly nice. Like it was very functional, which I really liked, like, especially compared to what I had experienced with my mom. But there was like always the reminder that like, I'm not actually a part of the family. Like Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm a stray off the streets that they took in. Like that's like, like sometimes that was the vibe for sure. And like, some of that is like my mental insecurities and some of it was like how the behavior was handled. But anyways, it was like so hard. I like started at this new school and I started at Skyview, which was where Aiko had gone to school, my cousin. And it was so like, there was excitement and a lot of nervousness around it. And like, I just, like my awkward that was the beginning of my of my sophomore year was started in Nampa so at least it was the beginning of the school year so it was like new but for everyone but like I just couldn't I had a really hard time making friends like I would bring a a sack lunch and like sit outside and eat it like just on a bench by myself like multiple times and that like shit like that's fucking depressing because you're it's not that you're alone it's that you're alone while everyone else around you is with somebody and it's like cool I'm just like the oddball out here like yep, yep, um, yep, yep. you don't have a place but um anyways I was like really sad about it sorry um and oh like so I think I told you this case already but I started to make a friend she rode my bus and I was really yes. excited so I'm like so talking sad. with her 
I'm like talking with her on the bus and like we would like walk into class together and or like walk into the school together it like school started so early and anyways but she I'm like let's hang out like I was like can I get your number I had just gotten a new phone so it was a big deal for me I was like can I get your number like maybe we could hang out like I never had friends in this in a city in a place where we could like go to the movie theaters and like mm-hmm. go out and do shit and yeah. so I tried to get this girl's number and like, I don't even remember if she gave it to me. I don't remember exactly how it went down, but basically I had gotten a text that same day from a number I did not have saved. And it was like, you need to leave that like this girl alone. She is creeped out by you. Like all these really mean things. And I remember reading it. I was like trying to get on the, I was getting on the bus and I would normally sit with her. So I was like, uh, and I just like sat by myself and I was like, just so sad about it. And then like a couple days later, she came up to me at lunch and was like, yeah, I just like, didn't want you to think that like, we were going to be best friends. Like, that's not really where I wanted. Like, and it was, it was just so mean. And it's not even like, I'm not trying to be mean, but this wasn't some like popular girl. Like this was also a nobody. And I was like, cool, maybe we could be nobodies together. And then she rejected me. And I was like, okay that's okay all right but anyways I had I ended up making some friends and I went to a really fun homecoming like this I ended up making friends with this kid we had like photoshop class together so we would goof off all the time and he ended up asking me to homecoming and it was like a fun time like and we went to a few church events together and he was like he's a really good dude I'm still friends with him on Facebook I'm kind of like I check up on him every once in a while in a really weird way because I don't think that he knows but um yeah anyway he's a really good dude but so I had I think I just kind of started to get worse and worse like for me as a person like that year like I just didn't have a ton of friends I spent like a lot of time like sad journaling in my room Mm. with the door closed with the radio blasting so that no one could hear me cry like it was not a good like just really sad times and so Aiko had like my cousin had gotten me into this other school because her daughter had started at Idaho Arts Charter School and they start with a lottery like they just pull a bunch of names or whatever Mm -hmm. but then once a sibling is in all the siblings get grandfathered in yep yeah so yeah we had one of those yeah Aiko used her daughter being in school to get me in so which is (laughs) yeah which is a cool deal but um, so I started yeah another new school and it's much smaller which means that there's like super, like super defined clicks, like because of how small, like everyone already had their friend, like it was locked in and it's kids that had kind of, cause the school is really small. So I had the elementary through the high school, like basically in one big building. Yeah. Yeah. It was just, I didn't like interact with little kids, but we would like, sometimes we would like walk past their classroom to like go to the computer lab or whatever. But so it was just a small area. But anyways, so one of the first days that I started this school, it's a uniform. Oh my God. I know, get ready for it. So it's a uniform. So so sorry. I am so sorry that this happened to you. So Ego takes me out and like gets me a really nice pair of um, khakis. They were really like... (laughs) <laughs> they're really comfortable state farm what are you wearing <laughs> yes my khakis, khakis. Have on. oh definitely had to have them on and then I had like a few they had to have collared shirts with like the school's logo like embroidered on them mm-hmm. so because they were it was kind of expensive Aiko only got me two shirts and they were a size too big and oh, in a, a plain color so I'm like in a uniform I'm already really uncomfortable and of course I am on my period and guess what ladies you know what I'm talking about my the worst fucking bleed out I could ever like ever describe I wore pads because I didn't I was not taught how to use tampons up to this point so I wasn't comfortable using them so I had a pad on 
And I am sitting in science class and the last class is my dance class. And I'm like, I think I need to go to the bathroom, but like, I'm new to the school. I don't know where the fucking bathrooms are at. The only time that I would have to go is in between periods and I'm, oh, no pun intended. And, (laughs) and so I walk into this dance class and I'm trying to talk to the instructor because I need to figure out like they have not a uniform, but, um, like dance like pants or whatever, like outfit that you put on. So I'm in this instructor's office and this sweetest fucking human, this girl, I never like even thanked her enough. She so politely, discreetly came up to me and was like, like, you knew you, you bled through. Right. And I'm like, no, I didn't fucking know that. I'm like, I did. She's like, yeah, let me go this. And this is like I, a uniform school. So she's like, let me go check the lost and found for some pants. Like what size are you? And I'm like, I don't know large. I don't like check my tag. Like I literally didn't even, I'm like, I don't know. And she's like, okay, fine. Like, just go like the dance class was like doing something outside. So like I was in, she like showed me to the girls locker room and I'm just like, like waiting for her like hopefully she can come and I'm leaning up against the wall and she comes back in and she gives me give me these pants and there's literal blood on the wall like I don't even know it was so embarrassing and everybody fucking knew this is a small school I'm a new student I'm uh, everybody's looking at my butt my just blood right through these khakis and yeah so which is just like mortifying on so many levels yeah anyways so there's that and sorry okay get there's just awkward awkward time worst bleed out ever um spent, like in between ever. dude worst be- bleed out ever like that's like the most embarrassing is anyways I am horrified by it sometimes um but then I'm like I'm still keeping in contact with my siblings and they're living in Weezer with my mom and Tira calls me sobbing one day and my mom had passed out on the job from being drunk and was fired. So I'm like, like actually really concerned for my family. Like I'm like really like, Oh, I forgot to tell part of the story. Um, so speaking of that, um, sorry, I, there's this plays in in a few different ways. Let me backtrack. So when Aiko, um, had came and got me from Weezer, um, to go move in with her, we had like some stuff notarizing that like my mom was giving up like guardianship or something just so that like for school, like, Aiko had the documentation to prove that she was my nice. guardian and stuff. yeah 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 and then um on the way out of town um Aiko took me to my bank because I had worked super <gasps> hard all summer oh my god and I had had all this money in the savings account that was under my mom's name because I'm under 18 and I went in to close the account to just get all the money I had and I I don't even know how much I had saved up it was like over $500 and I went in to go get it and there was only like 150 left like there was not my mom had taken all of that money to pay her bills because she was putting her money towards alcohol so which is not this is not the first time she's done this so she did that to me already and she never told me she never never accounted for it at all like I had no idea she was taking this money from me until I went to go close my account and then even then she had the it's in her name she has the power like it's not even like she did anything wrong so which was just shitty and then when I found out I didn't know this till years later but um, my seventh and eighth grade year in Weezer, I got straight A's both years, which meant that I was awarded a scholarship through a local bank and the it accumulated money so that when I cashed it out as a senior, it was going to be like $500 or something. It started Sweet. off like pretty low. And 
my, during this time, my mom had gotten fired. She went and found the certificate that I got to go cash in and get like 200 bucks out of it because yeah, cause she was unemployed. So, and I, my, I did not know about this till after I had graduated, I got a, a like a scholarship at graduation. I got it awarded to me. And then I was like, oh yeah, there's this other one. I need to go find that certificate at my grandma's. So I show up to my grandma's to try and find it. And she's like, your mom cashed that in years ago I'm like the fuck she did yeah my grandma's like she told me that she talked to you about it and I'm like clearly she like she fucking didn't okay anyway so my mom's fired so that and that puts me like in an emotional like toll because I things were not going well at John and Ago's like just overall it wasn't it was a lot, a lot of missing pieces, a lot of things that weren't going well. Um, one of the things being that um, in my, I'm 14, 15, mm-hmm. I think I'm 15. And I had stumbled across um, a condom in John and Aiko's room. <gasps> oh my and God. And that was a really big I know this, it was, I had never seen one before. It's just people, it's a very normal curiosity shit. I was not taught yes, sex education, like it's very normal. I did not know that at the time. So I stumble across them and I take a couple and cause I want to open them up and fucking check it out. Like, what is this? I don't know. And so I'm like, anyways, I had looked at one, opened it up and stuff and thrown it away in my room or whatever. And Ako came in looking for something when I was at school and had seen the wrapper in the trash and then decided that she needed to confront me about it, which is like a normal thing. And these, and her kids are like, children like she has not had to deal with this like type of comp like I'm not blaming her but it just was not handled correctly so basically um we are all like all loaded up trying to get to church on time one Sunday and it goes kind of being really weird and she her she just like tells her partner like in front of like it was just a scene she was like telling her husband like all right well me and Trista are gonna skip church today and like just go for brunch and he was like what that's why would you like she he was so weirded out about it about it and then I'm like weirded out by it because I don't understand what's going on mm-hmm. and um Iko takes me to like a really nice brunch place in Nampa and we like get all set down and I'm like oh cool we're just on a girl's date like I literally oh, didn't even know he's like oh, are you having sex I saw this condom and I'm, I lose it. I'm mortified. I'm so we're in public. I shut down. I'm crying. And I thought had, I had done something wrong. I thought that what I had done was like a very bad, like, no, no, that I had fucked up. And it's like, no, that's a normal no, fucking thing to do. Yes. And that was not, it was not handled correctly. And, um, there was a lot of things that was not handled correctly. Like my mom at the time, she, my mom had was like on state like assistant she had food stamps for us three kids and which was like probably a couple hundred dollars a month just I'm just assuming so when I moved in with John and Aiko my mom was like well I can't pay any money but like I'll send the food stamp card to you guys every once in a while and we can go so you guys can go get groceries and which was a very nice thing for her to do oh no it it was like your offering yeah. Well, and it's like, it's also, sorry, Casey, it's like benefiting her because if she were to be honest with her state, like her, she, if I had moved away like that, she should have gone into health and welfare and been like, I'm no longer in guardianship of this other kid so that they would have lowered the monthly assistance. Uh, but instead of doing that, she was like, I'll just, I'll just let you. So that way she wouldn't have gotten like caught. I don't know. So it's like, okay. we'll just like, let you guys borrow it every once in a while. Anyways, so, um, 
my mom had not sent it for like that month or whatever. And so I had texted her and was like, Hey, can you please send the like food stamps card? Cause I wanted to get food. I wanted to get some groceries. Mm-hmm. And he, my mom texts me back and is like, Aiko said, you're moving back. Like, I'm not sending it this month or whatever. Like I'm not sending it. And I'm like, what? Like, that's news to me. I didn't know that I was going, being sent back to Weezer. Mm -hmm. And then I confronted my cousin about it. And she, again, did not handle it correctly. And it was really, it was just really uprooting. Like I had a really shitty experience. Like there were good moments, but then I like the, just the realization set like setting in that, like I had to go, I was having to go back to Weezer with my mom who now is unemployed, like super, like her alcohol, like her alcoholism is only getting worse. And I'm like having to go, that's my life. That's the life I have to go back to. So, and yeah. And then, sorry. And I ended, and like, just after that whole year of chaos, I end up right back in Weezer with my mom. Like, cool. Yeah. Awesome. Let's just circle back all the way. Yeah. Seriously though. We just have a quick, really shitty time and then come back to also a shitty place. A shitty time. (laughs) Also a shitty time. Cause it's, it's like shitty for different reasons, but yeah, it was just like, okay. I thought that like, and initially the language was like, it's not safe for you to be with your mom because she, how of an, how much of an alcoholic she is. And then by the end of the year, like the language was like, well, I think it's just best if you move back in with your mom. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, Cool. I'm glad that of all the, of like full functioning aware adults in my life as a child, like they were able to realize that I was in an unsafe place. And then when there was work involved, they're like, cut, cut. You're, it's not that bad. You can handle it. Yeah. I'm like, okay, cool. So anyways, that was my worst year for many reasons, obviously just a, just a whole like lonely shitload of just bullshit. Yeah. All the bullshit. That's uh, our years are very different from each other and I don't know I think that yours is shittier but you think that mine is shittier so I don't really know Dude, no well and it's because like I at least I like I lived through that and I'm fine obviously but like to also well, me too through, I know well no no <laughs> but that's what you mean, but like that's like I haven't had to live through your shitty year so like outside looking in I'm like I can't handle that but it's like well, I don't think I could handle yours but anyway the lesson here is that everyone's got everyone's got shit and everything is valid oh duh oh duh like yeah. I just can't know and that's the thing too like it doesn't I don't know it doesn't matter it's it's regardless of your like family situation you can still go through some rough shit like Mm -hmm. just because you're in a two-parent home and an affluent house does not mean anything like Mm -hmm. you can still be like in a world of darkness so yeah a world of darkness world anyways okay so we're not gonna end on that bummer note we're gonna just bring us right back up to the incline I don't care how long this episode is I'm happy that we're doing this (laughs) Okay, so those were our worst years. So now we're going to do our growth years, um, which is exciting. Um, And I'll I'll go first. So my growth year was my junior year of college, which was um, 20 fall 2018, spring 2019. Yes. Yes. Which was... What a beautiful year. What a fun year. There was like, I I, I did a lot of growing during that yeah. year, which is, yeah. I guess, the point. Um, so I get to, uh, I come back to school after the summer and 
we do like recruitment right and we're like getting back into it and like seeing everyone and I start talking to a boy for like one of the first times um who and this turned out this is our a mutual friend uh yeah it is should I even say I think that I feel I feel comfortable because we're not talking shit in any way like it's not it's it's definitely not a shit talking story it's like positive shit so I feel like you could you could share it okay people are listeners are gonna know who it is okay if you already know who he is then you know who he is um uh I guess I don't know I'm gonna say his name and then maybe we can um bleep it out if 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 necessary but okay so the his name is <laughs> and um just as a side note um we are not together now but we are on good terms i he's a great person i have absolutely nothing against him whatsoever um and anyway so we start talking i'm like wow this has never happened before <laughs> i mean kind of well not really but um so Roy was my first like boyfriend I suppose a relationship first I think fr- you should like yes yeah that yeah that um is a more accurate statement it was my first relationship um and that was a really big move for me uh I'm not really like a mm-hmm. I'm not good at intimacy in any way shape or form um, and when you're not good at intimacy, when it has to be in a romantic way and a platonic way, you are great at intimacy. Yeah. You know, like, you know what I mean? Like physical touch and like being, and just having beautiful moments. Like you can handle that platonically, but when there's like any other like expectation for you to be like, yeah. I don't know, a, in a romantic way, it's like, ew, no. Yeah. I go into panic mode, like really hardcore 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 um and Kaylee has this theory that it's um she's like maybe you're just lesbian I'm like you know what I don't know maybe we'll see Um, time will tell I mean like you but you haven't even been in and you haven't had the opportunity to experience intimacy with a woman and like in a romantic way either which is yeah very true also so yeah I'm yeah I'm with Roy I'm like starting to be like a physical human like a little bit um just dabbling but overall I don't know it was like really interesting to be able to like make time for someone and like schedule my time around another person and like uh which I I could have been way better at. I'm like we we hung out like once a week, which is not a lot now that I think about it. I was gonna say you guys could have hung out so much more than that. Like yeah, we could have just like college times, especially I think like pre-COVID. My sometimes my mind's like, oh, during COVID it wouldn't have worked, but no, like pre-COVID, you like you would have been able to like walk to class together and yeah, stuff like that. yeah. Um, he made me watch a scary movie with him, which I was like absolutely not about I was like this is a cliche like boys making girls watch scary movies with them so they'll be scared and like whatever um it was lights out which is I even had told myself I was like I had seen like commercials for this I had seen like the trailer I was like this is one of my like top 
three movies that I refused to, I absolutely refused to watch. I'm not going to watch and it. And you watched it? And he made me watch it. Yes. <laughs> the things you do for love? No, just kidding. <laughs> I, yeah, pretty much I didn't watch the whole movie. I was like, I was just like chilling. We were like hanging out. I'm like, uh, had my eyes closed pretty much the whole time. Cause that is like actually one of my worst nightmares, like embodied into a movie. I'm like, a this movie? is not, this is the, the thing that I do not want to watch like at all ever. And, and I watched it. <laughs> and I watched it. And I had to fucking you. watch it. Um, I was say, that's the experience of being in a relationship. You end up having to watch movies you don't want to watch. Jaden, ha- I make Jane do it all the time. So true, that's a normal I thing. I suppose. Um, yeah, but I, I don't know. I feel like I can't go into a lot of detail for like privacy's sake but well it's I just think the overall like it was like it's your first relationship you experienced with a male like uh, like on a different level like I don't know like those are in itself are enough growth I mean yeah people there is obviously a huge difference and like people listening will understand like that first especially in your junior year of Of college college. yes first like I don't know yeah. it's a lot it's, it's a, like that's a lot going on which like also caused some 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 yes. issues with us which is like expect to be expected you know that's oh not yeah just gonna, absolutely nothing is ever smooth but I just remember the first time that he was like um I think we should like talk we should like we need to have a conversation about this or something like do you want do you are you free like this day or something and I was like so panicked I was so panicked I don't even know why just the confrontation of it was like really just getting to me yeah and anytime we would talk about anything like like how we were doing or like how I was feeling or like kind of what was going on between us I would be crying and it's just like I don't know it just would really uh, trigger something that I don't know it's interesting and I yeah I don't know how to explain it no oh no well I mean like I think about I just want to give this little like comment I think about how great of a guy is and how like lucky you were to try it's like kind of it's just like a trial run of, of like an experience and it was in an environment where like you're obviously really scared because there's a lot of new things going on yes but like like doing the best he could in the situation to like make you feel yes, comfortable let's talk was. about stuff. so and and like you can take that away from it Casey and be like okay I that and like I'm sure you've already thought about this but like in that like little relationship like taking away from that like cool now like I know what to look for in a partner as far as like them making sure that like let's communicate let's handle yes. these things like pretty, yes. I mean it's like pretty basic shit in a relationship but a uh-huh. lot of people don't have it out yeah so, like at least and that's what I need I need someone who's like what's the deal let's talk about this 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 like yeah. how are you feeling che- check in with me and was very good at um being like communicative of like where he yeah. was at and and things like and like asking me where I was at and mm-hmm. I was terrible at answering you know but he the effort was very was appreciated was yes totally. um, well, indeed, exactly it's just a hard time like how are you I yeah it's like articulating your thoughts and feelings to someone like, how do that's what? fucking Jaden that's yeah. Jaden to the day. me and Jaden are uh, alike in that way I'll like go off on this whole ramble and I'll be like so what do you think and he's like about what I'm like, <laughs> what are your feelings on everything I just said to you and he's like 
mm, I don't really don't really have much I'm like you yeah. motherfucker it's yeah it's hard to be able to I feel like I'm good at expressing my feelings but not my emotions yes there's like a fine line in there but there is um I would say that that is as close as I can get to being accurate I don't know um but anyway I was really grateful for that experience I like grew a lot as a person I like got some some things under my belt that like I just had absolutely none before so nothing before yeah that was that was great um it came to an end because I uh went to study abroad and I was like uh bye (laughs) not not in a bad way um we had talked about it like before like Mm -hmm. I knew I I had been planning to study abroad it was like happening it was planned out um Mm -hmm. for this the spring semester and and we were talking in the fall so we we knew it was like very very likely gonna just come to an end because uh, we hadn't been talking for very long, and why would you do long distance? Like, yeah, there's no, yeah. there's no point. It was a serious relationship. You weren't together for years. And no, I was like, like this is a semester apart, but yeah. normal stuff. Yeah, so we like air quote broke up before I uh, went okay. to Italy. Yeah, <laughs> it was oh yeah. Um, and then yeah, we get to Italy, which was yeah. my my semester abroad in my favorite city in the entire world there I cannot even describe how much I love Florence I am a I am a fortunate human I'm a privileged human and I have been to Florence Italy three times by the age of 20 so just let that settle in for a second because I'm letting it settle in for me and I wow well yeah um quick backstory I guess the first time was a family trip we did like a family um with the four of us like tour through Europe which is like a rich people thing to do (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but it was awesome I had a great time um, yeah, I'm sure it's a good time <laughs> yeah and then the second one was my AP art history class my junior year of high school um we went to it was like an optional extra thing which was like quite subsidized but it was still pretty kind of expensive but Connor did it um when he w- took that class, and then I took the class, and I went on the trip as well. Cool. Oh, wait, yeah. our listeners already know about this trip because of your story. Did you, you told that one? I don't think I did. I don't think I, no, I've been waiting. I've been saving that story. Which one did you, are you, which one did you tell? Oh, the pool I one. told the pool poop story, yeah. <laughs> I can't believe you brought that up. Do I have to tell it now? <laughs> no you know, I mean, <laughs> wait, wait, what year was what what year was oh you were a junior in high school I was a junior in high school okay um you don't have to it's okay let's say save it we can save that for another funny time okay. I'm gonna save this story but it's a 
it's a fucking good one. It's a really fucking good one. I'll give you the very short rundown is that, um, so there is the Uffizi Gallery in Florence, Italy. It's like, uh, it's one of the largest, if not the largest collection of Renaissance art in the world. So um, mostly Italian Renaissance art. Go Italy. But I, yes, during this class trip um, with my uh, teacher, Mr. Prufer, I love that man. Um, and my best friend, Cassie, my high school best friend, Cassie, she was there too. Um, in this world famous museum, I shit my pants like fully fully shit my pants in this in this really famous art museum and uh <laughs> kept it a secret <laughs> oh my god yeah only um three people knew for a while for like i didn't tell anyone let me think i didn't tell anyone for a couple years for sure oh I, yeah dude well you're in high school I would not have shared that in high school yeah that was fucking not. funny but yeah mm-hmm. I tell that story now and I just it's it's fucking hilarious so I will <laughs> I will tell it on the podcast uh just not today yes uh the next time it comes up I will yes <laughs> so yes that was my second time in Italy and then this was my third time I yes I studied there my major as you all should probably know by now is art design um I absolutely love art history it's like one of my passions I suppose um I talk about it a lot when it comes up uh (laughs) so Italy Florence is my favorite city in the world Florence is my favorite city in the world when you think if I ask you the question if you could go anywhere in the world tomorrow like any just plane ticket go your dream destination mine is Florence and I got to spend six months there I got to live there in my literal dream dream place and I I think about that a lot and I'm really thankful for it and I know that it was a lot of money and I (laughs) so sorry to my sorry to Craig and Linda but um it's my favorite I even have my little figurine of yes of the Duomo the big cathedral in Florence uh right next to me right now I just showed it to Trista but I took um some art history classes I took a painting class I took an Italian class I had a really cool graphic design internship where I basically um did like uh, uh what's it called sorry branding for the museum. a conference um, there was a there's a spring there's a conference in the spring for the university that I was studying at um and the interns for this position um design all of the branding for excuse me for that uh for the conference and there was three of us and so we each like did our own designs and like did different mock-ups and like direction signs and the poster and like place settings and like all the like, whole nine yards of these things. And then they would 
the like art director of the school would choose uh, one of one of our three designs to actually be used in the conference, and mine won. So I my design was used in this in the like the university's conference and I missed it. It was like during our spring break or something. And I had already like made travel plans. So I didn't even get to see uh, all my branding up everywhere, which was kind of sad, but, but I won. And that is like, yeah, that was like uh, probably one of my biggest accomplishments um, professionally, I suppose. I love it. Yeah. So that was really awesome. That was in the first two weeks. Um, It was like a full-time job for two weeks. It was like one class for two weeks, and then we started the actual semester, uh, which was kind of strange. Yeah, it's called J-term. It was like January term. So it was like two weeks of one class, and then a winter break, and then um, the semester of like normal, normal weeks of classes. And so I met some cool people. That was the first two weeks. Um, I would walk by a church every day on my way to class. I would walk, I would, uh, Florence is just so fucking beautiful. I can't handle it. I would, I, the, sorry, I'm like totally stumbling over my words. Being in Florence was the most amount of active gratitude that I would practice uh, over my whole life I would wake up every day and walk around and feel so grateful that I was there because it's just so beautiful and there's so much history and the art and I'm crying a little bit right now just thinking about it that's okay that's okay I miss it it's- yeah dude of course especially like in your life right now like just looking back I, I'm gonna experience the same thing when I talk about my shit because it's like this has kind of been a rough year for us and it's like thinking back to that space and time that you just existed in uh, the most beautiful place mm-hmm. like yes, I love it I yes. love it I uh, got to live in an apartment for the very first time in my life. So that was really interesting. Trista says it doesn't count because I didn't furnish the apartment. I just lived there. It's Um, it's like, to me, it's like a dorm still. Like if you're not bringing in your own stuff to make it this like rinky dink apartment, then it's not real. Because that's what made it feel, like that's what it made it feel real when me and Jaden got our first place was like, the like mismatch decorations and that we didn't have enough mm-hmm. like silverware it's like all of that wrapped together of your first I think that this apartment that you're in is your first apartment but this yeah I'm now I had to furnish this apartment so that was kind of rough but for I still count Italy as my first apartment because uh that was the first time I ever had to cook for myself so and that was a big move. I learned how to make hash browns. Um, I would pretty much make pasta every day. Um, we would go out to eat a lot because Italy. So, I mean, I didn't cook for myself a ton. There was one Asian market in all of Florence, and it was all the way across the city. And I would walk there and buy a spam and and seaweed and rice and well, you could get rice at the at the grocery store, but I would buy spam for like ten euros, which is so expensive for spam. And I would make, oh my god, yeah, I would make spam musubi, um, as like a reminder of home or something. And my, I know that's super weird. My roommate Leah, oh, God bless her, um, 
what she's she's asian too she's half filipino um and we yeah we would have like asian nights we would like find pot stickers in the asian market and i would make musubi and we would love it yeah one time we um did that had asian food and we uh did a twilight marathon <laughs> so that's the yes. last time yeah that's the last time that i watched uh the twilight series is in italy we were like should we it. watch this the answer was no and we did it anyway oh my god I'm here for it. I yeah. It. <laughs> um, I learned how to bake bread. I was like, I would bake bread every once in a while. I made, I'm going to say I made like maybe 10 loaves uh, in all and only one of them turned out like actually good. The other ones were like not great, but you know what? I made an effort. I tried really hard. I just wanted to try it. I'm like, I'm in Italy. I'm going to bake some bread. And then guess mm -hmm. what? Now baking bread is super in right now. Yes, <laughs> like, it is. <laughs> so I was just ahead of the curve on that one. Ahead of the curve. Um, oh, my God. Also, our apartment was beautiful. It was so cute. We had – it was like three three bedrooms. It was massive. It was actually really huge. And apartments in Italy are like not big as like European apartments are like very very small um yeah. and we there were six of us in three bedrooms so I we there was like two in each and we had a kitchen and a really big entryway there was three bathrooms um yeah and a huge living room our living room had a fresco on the ceiling of um mm -hmm. oh so I'll explain in just a second but it was a a ceiling fresco of um hermes and aphrodite um at least i'm pretty sure that's what i could tell from their iconography but <laughs> but um a fresco is a type of painting that's commonly used as like uh if there's like a painting that you see that's on a ceiling it's probably gonna be a fresco it's like you put plaster, you put wet plaster, and then you yes. paint on the wet plaster with like minerals, kind of. It's not like normal, what we think of as paint. paint. It's like, yeah, it's just yeah. like color pigment. Yeah, yeah, basically. And then it will dry and harden. And that's what it is. But if you but you have to like put down the plaster and scrape off the parts that you didn't get to and then reapply. And it's, it take it's a very long process. Um, and the Sistine Chapel ceiling is a fresco. Oh, really? That, yeah. The big, big one, the big boy, the famous one with the little hands. So long. Like the, imagine the process of that. Yeah. It Sorry. Years. I just think about it, but, and you have to like experience all that stuff. You're like in that. Mm -hmm. What did you, sorry, tell me about your um, peach, your peach trip. What is it? Your oh my gosh. I, yes, I, um, there was a period in my life where I was absolutely obsessed with the film, Call Me By Your Name, the movie, Call Me By Your Name. Um, and the I read the book as well, but the movie ha it came out in 2017, I think. It has is starring Timothy Chalamet, who is now really big. That was like his his role that he like. That's how he got big was from Call Me by Your Name. Breakout. Yeah, his yes. breakout role and Army Hammer, who's like 
a beautiful, beautiful man. And it's set in this town called Crema, which is in northern Italy. It's like um, not too far uh, east of Milan. And I did a trip there. So I, I, I call it my pilgrimage because that's kind of like what a pilgrimage is. I'm going to look up. I know. I'm going to look up the definition of pilgrimage really quick. Pilgrimage. Okay. So it's like a journey, a long journey made to like a sacred place as an act of devotion, kind of. So you got it. And it's most of the time, well, pretty much it's a religious thing, but I'm using it in a non-religious context. Um, So I made a pilgrimage to Crema um, during one of our long weekends. Um, But I went to Milan. So I went to Milan. I stayed in a hostel in Milan um, for like four nights. I just bought like a bunch of snacks and like sandwich materials. And I took a train to Crema and I rented a bike and I biked around northern Italy for like a couple days and my butt hurts so bad afterward but um basically I went to all of the film locations that were publicly available every single film location that was publicly available that was used in in this movie I went to and I took pictures of and with myself in um which is really crazy um I went on a labor I think it was Italian Labor Day or something. And, really? Or maybe it was Easter. It was anyway, it was a national holiday and I got I get to Crema, I like take the train from Milan to Crema and um the bike place that I had been that I had rented from previously was closed. And I'm like, fuck. How do I get Ten miles away, with the amount of time that I have <laughs> allotted for myself in this town, so I like. This was my third day, I think. So I went to I went to Crema for a day, rented a bike, all this stuff, and then the second day I went to Bergamo, which is like also in the area that they filmed at, and then the third day I went back to Crema. So I just gave my butt. Um, a day to to rest from my, rest. yeah oh from my, my bicycle um and it was yeah that place was closed so I go to um the gelato this gelato place in the piazza that I had gone in and the like the woman who ran it was really like nice to me a tourist um and so I went in I was like do you know of any like bicycle places like and she points me to the sign that is like um, Dal Ciclista, which is the the place that I had just gone to that was closed. I'm like, I went there and it's closed and I don't know what to do. <laughs> like just this random woman in a gelato gelato store. And she's like, oh, well, there there's like an info point um, just across from the church. Like maybe you can ask in there. And if you can't find anything, you can borrow my bicycle. I was like, oh. How sweet. Yeah. Yeah. And so I go to the info point that I should have gone to way earlier. And they had like the the actual two bicycles that the characters in the movie 
like rode on throughout the movie yeah so I got to see their bicycles and like the book one of the books that like Elio had was reading and I took a picture with them (laughs) and I bought like I bought a t-shirt I bought some like buttons and like a poetry book and yeah I spent like 40 euro worth of of merch at this info point I was just like really excited I don't know um because this woman found she was like oh you can go to like this park and they have bikes that you can rent and so I and it worked out I got a bike I like got all my merch I was like psyched on life I was in love with Timothy Chalamet I'm like I'm gonna find all of these places and stand where he stood I don't know I yeah but that was my pilgrimage and it was beautiful I got to bike I got to bike through northern Italy the Italian countryside I'm like looking around I'm like this is fucking beautiful and I am so lucky to be here right now (laughs) and and you know what Say what? You know what, Trista? Um, what? It looked like Idaho. Ew. What? No! What? Idaho is beautiful, okay? Idaho can be really beautiful. The f- like, I'm, not so- I'm not, sorry, I'm not disagreeing. I think you're just insulting Italy, for one, for comparing it to shithole Idaho. And um, the second thing is that even though it's pretty here I don't want to live here I no I agree it I'm just visually saying there are a lot of similarities to rural Idaho oh really yeah yeah, but Italy has the magic and Idaho doesn't well yes Yes. yeah (laughs) no I can see it I can see it there are pretty moments here even in shithole Weezer there are pretty moments because it's fall and everything all the leaves are changing and I start to admire it for a second and then I'm like ew yeah. But anyway, interesting. That is very interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah, my best year, I, a lot of growth personal with relationships um, mm-hmm. and myself in a relationship. I got to experience what I am like in, in a relationship, which yes. was very new. Um, so lots of growth there. And Italy, where I got to live my best life and be in the most beautiful most beautiful city in the world and just walk around um, and be appreciative I've never been there, but i'm gonna take your word for it because yeah. of how you describe I mean, when you're like tell me your favorite city or like where like where would you go tomorrow i'm like i i literally couldn't even tell you anywhere but weezer <laughs> yeah i know i'm like i literally couldn't i couldn't even like say a name of a place like no i, I literally don't know i have no dream idea. vacation I mean, like, dream vacation spot um I would love to go full on tropical like um where did Marco and Alyssa go a couple years ago Caribbean Mediterranean yeah yes yeah like honestly any like somewhere super tropical I think would be a really fun experience where you're just like like white sandy beaches like the bluest water like I think that would be too super fun but yeah um I, I mean, like, I admire just even, like, when we go to the cabin and stuff. Like, I try and admire the small, like, things, mm-hmm. too. But I just don't have a place that, like, a city that I'm that passionate about. So, and you got to live there for I six did. months. I did. I did. I can't believe that sometimes. I honestly, I am just, I'm so grateful that I got to oh, yeah. have that experience. 
and I have I an entire journal full of it. Oop, I just hit my yeah. microphone really hard. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, I like journaled through my whole experience. Um, I'm also going to be honest. It wasn't all great. There were there were some sad moments. There were for sure some sad, not fun times with um, my roommate situation. But uh, the well, you're in a new place with new people, and it's like I don't know. All of that new is going to get like overwhelming at times, and obviously it did with like making friends and I don't know, and people not turning out who you thought they were going to be, mm-hmm. um, which is shitty. And yeah, and I'll finish with at the very end of my stay in Italy, and we'll say the end of my that great year was mm-hmm. I got my first tattoo. Uh, and it was on the very last day. It was like the last day that I was in Italy, pretty much. Oh, I was no like, way. yeah, I had gotten, I got this tattoo. Leah, my roommate, came with me. She had her pairing food and wine final that afternoon. And I know, hilarious, right? And so I was helping her study while we were like waiting for my like appointment, appointment. my tattoo appointment. And so, yeah, I was quizzing her on um, body and uh, there's like a bunch of different ways of like classifying wine and wine. and things to pair it with and things like that. But yeah, I was quizzing her while we were waiting for my tattoo. I got my tattoo. She was with me. It was awesome. And then the next day we like did a little photo shoot, like a goodbye photo shoot. And, and then that night um, we did there are these things that tourists like to call secret bakeries but they're not really secret um but it's like bakeries that produce um like baked goods i don't know but it's a bakery that operates like very late at night and then in the morning they ship out like all their fresh the fresh stuff to like all of the cafes in the area and so oh, cool. you can go up to the windows of these places at like two in the morning and get like a fresh, fresh, fresh croissant or let, yeah, it's, oh, it's delicious. Oh, it's Just like the freshest crazy. croissant oh, for God. 50 cents. Yeah. 50 cents. Oh my God. Dude. I love that. That sounds mm-hmm. that, sorry. Of everything that you said, that is my most favorite thing. Yeah. I would just fucking love that. Yeah. It's, it, it's an, it's amazing. So Leah and I are like spending our night packing. We like did our fun photo shoot. We went, we packed and then we stayed up late to go to this uh, secret one- bakery for one last time. And we go uh, and it's like, we get, went there too early. We like, we yeah we (laughs) we were too punctual and they weren't open yet and so we're like okay well we'll just like walk around the city for a minute and everything's like pretty close by and so we walked to the Duomo for for one last time and it's like 1 1 30 in the morning um there's no one around but the lights are always like on you know how like if there's a big building though there's like still lights at, at nighttime to like make it look nicer I don't know um and so we just hang out and look at the Duomo for our last night and we took some fun some more fun pictures together just 
for shits and gigs, I guess, but um, it was really beautiful. And that's like one of my, that's like my favorite memory, I think, from Italy is that night together. And yeah, and then we went and we got our Nutella croissants and finished packing. I woke up at six the next morning and got on my flight back to America. Oh my god. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I got that like is th- a three hours of a sleep. Great year. Oh my god. Yeah. That was the that was the end of end of that yes. beautiful year. Of your growth year. Of my um, growth year. It's funny because our timeline is like almost exactly the same. Like my I would say like my growth year is like May 2018 through July of 2019. Just that like whole I had so I'll go. My so in May of 2018, I graduated from U of I and that was a huge fucking accomplishment for me because of like I'm a first gen. Like I didn't even think like I didn't even think I was going to do it and it happened and it was like kind of incredible that and I graduated in four years and like I still I had a lot of accomplishments that it was nice for me to like I don't know reach that point to like that was a huge it was just a huge moment for me and then um in June of 2018 I like moved back to Weezer with Jaden's parents and me and Jaden had taken a break like it's a complicated situation and it's my relationship so no one has to understand the inner workings of it but um me and Jaden had reached a point in our relationship where we were not growing anymore together. And so we kind of recognized that and we took a step back. So through this time that I'm, this is why it's such a big growth year for me. Cause I'm mm-hmm. learning after being to be your own so human. Like, yeah. You like got literally. to be live for yourself. Thank you. Thank you. And it's, it's just like wild. Like we, I mean, me and Jaden started dating our junior year in 2012. So, and like in 2018 was like kind of the first time that I had like got to just, just be my own person. Mm-hmm. And that's like not at a fall of Jaden's. Like it's not, it's just how relationships work. It's when you're in a relationship with someone, you're committing yourself. Um, and anyway, so it was just a lot of transition for me, but I loved it. Like I'm in Weezer with Jaden's parents. Like um, that was the first time I'm like job searching. I'm trying to find a, like an adult job. I had like, I started working as a barista just to make money locally. And it was the first time I had like had a break of not being so involved and so busy and like socially commit, like just mm-hmm. the first time that I was just like kind of chilling. And it was like a really interesting experience for me. And then July, I, um, interviewed for this position at U of I and I got it, which was super awesome. And then I started training in Moscow for three weeks. And the first week I was up there, I was, I turned 22 on July 22nd. So it was my, the beginning of my golden year. So like, it it was just one after another, like, and so I turned 22. I'm like, and I'm a, I'm a professional working for U of I, which was like a really big dream of mine that like, I also got like, I got to do that, which was really awesome. So yeah, um, in August, I moved into a Craigslist house, like in Boise, I just had found a group of young people who kind of similar to my age, um, that had a room that they needed to fill. So I like moved in with strangers in Boise and, um, <laughs> like literally though, I yeah. just, I'm like, sure. I mean, like I checked it out, like, um, Jaden and, or Jaden's dad and Chaz moved me in the first night and then like slept overnight with me just to kind of make sure I was okay. Like mm-hmm. there was, there was the upstairs had two other females and then the downstairs had one male, but it was, these are just really nice people. Like we they're very different people than who I am. And like, even like who I would kind of choose to be around, but like mm-hmm. still really good people. 
school. So I was in a safe environment at least, but and then like September through December, I'm living in Boise. I had lived in Boise in my childhood with my dad. So I was like familiar enough that I like knew like my favorite coffee shop in downtown Boise is the Flying M. Mm-hmm. And I would go there all the time because I, so I'm like checking out new places, like like seeing old, like my old favorites and stuff. Um, and I'm just trying to like, just be my own person. Like it was, the I got to explore so many things. Like um, I, one of my coworkers, um, who had gotten hired through U of I, um, she was placed in a different high school, but her name was Monica and she, me and her signed up to do a dance class at jump in Boise, which is like this huge building. It was so much, it was like this beginning level, like hip hop dance. It it was so much fun. And like, it was, it was such a fun, like we had no idea what we were doing. Neither did anyone else. And it was just like a great time. And like, I I love dancing. I know I'm like I'm into it no um every week I started donating plasma which you I highly recommend doing it if you like are not afraid of needles but you just go two times a week and you I would make like 80 bucks a week off of it and I would just use that as like I had I mean like obviously I'm in a like uh I'm like paying back suit loans I like had my own bills and I'm like in a full-time job but it's like Mm -hmm. still not that great of paying so um I would just use my plasma money as like my fun money is what I called it so like I would I started getting my nails. That's when I, cause I would like go donate plasma and then I would go, my nail place was like right next to it. So I would go get my nails done. And then that way I could be like, okay, I'm like, I earned this money to go spend it on my nails. Nice. Um, but, and I would go every Saturday, me and one of my roommates started this thing where we would try a new brunch place and all just all over Senior area. Oh yeah, it was a ton of fun. Like there, we just like would go, and sometimes it would be like hungover, rolling up to a place that had like a huge line, and oh, I'm like, no. McDonald's today. We'll do a brunch place next week. Like yeah. I'm fucking hungry. But and me and Monica, we like I am like Monica is such an amazing human. Like I wish that I had more time to like be friends with her. Like we were just really close that year, and like we vibed really well together, and mm-hmm. um. I we went to like it was the first time I got to go like downtown Boise to all the bars and stuff mm-hmm. and Monica was a Bronco she went to BSU but which is boo but we, we hate Broncos <laughs> but <laughs> but it was so much fun though because she would we went to a few um bars on Boise State tailgates and I would roll up wearing my fucking vandals like I don't even care I'm getting dirty looks constantly yeah. but we would Howdy. Um, that was the first time I ever got kicked out of a bar. Was that what with Monica? <laughs> first time know, or I, only time? Um, only time? I don't think I've ever been kicked out again. I think that's my first and only time. Okay, was probably kicked a out good with thing. Her. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it, at least it wasn't like super bad. Um, well, <gasps> oh my God. I forgot to mention. Sorry. Um, yes. May I cut in for a moment? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go for it. Um, in, not in Italy, but while in my time abroad, I, that was my first time, first and only time blacking out from drinking. So I do not recommend, but, uh, you said your first of kick, getting kicked out of a bar. So yes. mine is a first of, um, blacking out and, a uh, short story, uh, it was a pub crawl. Uh, there was like five, I think, uh, made it to three. Don't remember the two and I don't remember two and a half or three I don't remember (laughs) I made out with a British guy his name was Pat um I don't think he was very cute but I did like his accent (laughs) 
I mean, there's there's something. Yeah, drunk goggles, and that's pretty much it. And that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. Um, That's my that's my really quick short story. But keep going. Yes. Um. Sorry, that makes me think of while me and Jaden. This is the first time I was single for like six years, and as a like an adult woman. Um. So of course I got a Tinder, which made sense, and which like it was just anyways. experience tinder for the first time disgusting i'm sorry but men are trash it's a i'm just i'm not sorry but men are trash sorry not sorry men are trash um and i'm also just really grateful that me and Jaden. i kind of like even on our time in our relationship when i was kind of doing my own thing and we were like separated i knew i knew that this is the man i'm gonna be with like Mm -hmm. i like i I don't know it wasn't any and i think Jaden knew the same thing and that's why our break was the healthiest thing that we could have for individually and for our relationship. Mm -hmm. But like most, I would say like a lot of relationships that need that break to be able to move to like break to grow as individuals and then move forward in the relationship. Like that doesn't really happen because it's really, it's hard. It's It's hard hard. to to, like recognize what you need and like, and like even just the commitment to respecting one another like mine and Jane's situation was really complex and I think like it's sometimes looking back at it how much how we were able to handle such a complex situation with so much maturity and Mm -hmm. emotional awareness and just like an ability because we like still loved each other it was just like a time to move um apart to move forward kind of yeah so um we anyways so we're um I'm sorry I'm living my best life in Boise, Jaden's still in Moscow. And then the end of like, it's like December, January, um, we had kind of started seeing each other again. And it was time for us to like, are we going to commit to like, are we going to commit to each other? So me and Jaden like officially get back together. And then in January, I start my master's program. So I'm like working full time, I'm taking classes. um, And then I start like applying to jobs because I found out the program that I was like employed through wasn't going to get any, like it wasn't going to be funded for the next year. So I'm starting to look around and um, I apply to this really cool job through U of I and I go through the whole like interview process, which was a great experience for me because for, I don't know if anyone else is in higher ed or is trying to get into higher ed, but it's a very long, complicated hiring process. And it's also the interviews are fucking ridiculous. Uh-huh. So I was able to like kind of experience, it was a, I experienced my first like real adult interview um, in Moscow. I, it was a three hour interview oh, and I like literally all back to back. It started with breakfast. Then I met with the hiring committee and then I had to give a presentation of like, like 30 minute presentation. Um, and through that, through every hour I am meeting 10 to or six to like seven new people so it was a very like just an intense interview yeah and then um unfortunately I didn't get the position that I wanted to so um but it was a learning experience it was a really like I had never experienced something like that before so I really appreciated that um so after that job um after getting that job rejection I kind of figured out a plan that I was just going to go, I was going to do my master's full time and I was going to move back in with, with Jaden in Moscow. We were going to get our own place. So um, once I kind of knew that plan, the rest of my time, it was like, I had like eight weeks left in Boise and I just wanted to have a good time. So I like had all these weekends planned like back to back of doing stuff. Um, I went to Vegas for the first time mm-hmm. with 
um, Monica and her, like her friend group, I, um, I was, I was really lucky and got invited and we went to Vegas to celebrate her 24th birthday, 25th, something like that. But it was a really fun time. I had never been to Vegas. So like I got to experience that. Um, and then in May, I officially moved back to Moscow with Jaden. And then in June we got engaged and then in July we got married. Yeah. So it was like all these things, like it was just like all back to back. And then at the end, my birthday, I forgot, I forgot how quick of a turnaround that was. It was like two weeks. We literally got like, yeah, I had no idea. I literally had no idea. Jaden was proposing to me. It, he did it. So basically we had family pictures, this quick story. We had family pictures planned through Natalie Davies photography, like 10 out of 10 recommend her. She's based in Moscow, but she does like the Boise Treasure Valley area too. She is like an incredible photographer. Highly recommend her. We got family pictures set up with her and we were going to do them in August in Moscow during the fall. And that's, I wanted fall in Moscow because it's fucking gorgeous. Mm -hmm. And then Jaden came at me with uh, some riffraff about his dad not being able to go. So his mom was like, can you reschedule to June? And I was so pissed off about it because I was like, I wanted fall pictures. Like I wanted And then I know. And then, so we have these family pictures planned and Jaden's like, this is so out of character. Jaden's like, well, shouldn't we do our own like couples session? Like, shouldn't we have our own? I'm like, yeah, if you want to, but that's going to be more money. Like <clears throat> I was not employed at the time. Like yeah. that's literally, I'm like, I'm if like, you want to pay for it, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, honey, if that's what you want. Like, so, and then that is quite like, out of her- out of character for him. He for Jaden, oh my God. Yeah. He no. is the type of person Yeah, he proposed during um, the, those couple pictures and stuff, like the, the couple session that we had. Um, super beautiful. I was very it surprised. Was. Um, it, yeah, it was, you guys can go look at my Instagram if you want, because it's there. It was beautiful. Like I did not know it was coming and um, which I'm really happy that Jaden kept it a surprise, even though I tried. I think that I was harder on him than maybe I could have been. And you were. that's just small. <laughs> like, oh, oh yeah. And <laughs> so like this is like something small too but Jaden I remember I remember this because I was pissed um Jaden and I have the same phone code like we it's the same four numbers we use for everything that he like his four numbers and my four numbers but we know each other's codes like obviously we're like not we're very like open with like each other's information like this and so I go to open Jaden's phone and his normal code doesn't work and I was like why you're why like why is it locked why can't I get it and I was so like I remember being like oh are we like I literally had the thought of like are we ready to be this committed to each other if you're gonna like keep secrets from me like just <laughs> like in my mind I was like really that's a, no- that's a normal reaction you have been together you have known each other's phone codes like your entire time you've so been together normal. it's I mean- not and for him to all of a sudden Why? be like, sus- all of a sudden sus- to be like, a private person, I'm like, what's the deal here? And if I, I could get into his phone, I would have found out that he got my dream ring. Yep. So, which, yeah, which maybe I'll include which a picture of me and Jaden from our you dream. Should. Yeah. Um, and then the mess that he had to go through. He did. His- he went through a big old mess to get that ring there and to be like, with the pictures and the the ring like 
oh my goodness it was a it lot. Didn't, no and it, it I remember like like as soon as I said yes to like ask the question obviously as soon as I said yes Jane's like this isn't your real ring like this is your real ring is coming but this is just a filler because your ring didn't come in time mm-hmm. and I was like I didn't like in that moment I'm like I don't fucking care like yeah <laughs> like yeah like, you need then, to know I know I'm like oh my god um yeah and then okay so and then we in July, which I talked about in my birthday episode, because we um, we celebrated our one year. So in July, we went and got like courthouse married, which I loved. It was really simple. I'm like into it. Big party one day, maybe after COVID and when me and Jaden have an exposable income to just yeah. throw a fucking rager. But um, then to, to end my like tw- my golden year, my like, um, my, sorry, to end my golden year, my growth year. Um, at the end my, of July is my birthday. And earlier in the summer, we had planned with our friend group that we were going to go oh see Lizzo in Seattle. And it was fucking incredible. It was so um, much fun. I just can't, like, I wish. It oh, was, I wish I yeah, it was Trista, Trista and Maddie and Alyssa, who Alyssa. we have talked we already about. talked about this episode yeah, yeah. um the and three of them came and stayed with my family in seattle and we yes. went to lizzo together which was so and much it was fun because i had insane. just turned 21 i had just turned 21 like literally like the week before yeah yeah so i could go to the bars in seattle with them except um <laughs> i didn't have my license yet um my updated license so i was no, you know what? Because I lost it in Italy. I lost my driver's license yes. in Italy. Yes. And I just got back. And so I was like doing shit with my passport. I'm like get, try, getting into bars with my passport. And this night we go out. We like, it's like Lizzo. It's after or whatever. And we're like yes. trying to get into a bar. Or And I'm like, I fucking forgot my passport. So I couldn't even go in. <laughs> Dude, we were at the house and it's like okay does every before we it's like a 30 minute drive or whatever into yeah. it is the festival was in capitol hill and we're we are like everyone okay we got our ids id check we're good to go we fucking roll up here and casey's like i don't have i don't have my id i'm like oh my god <laughs> no <laughs> that is something i would fucking do i do that shit all then, the time no and then i made Jaden. Jaden was in seattle at formula drift with his dad and josh and we made Jaden drive from like north i don't even know where they're i don't it was, was way it, out like, of in Bothell or something yes yeah we made them drive to bellevue to get casey's fucking passport, passport and then come downtown so that we could go to the bars and we did and it was a great time but yeah, it was a shit it show was. No. And, and that was the first, so I had gotten to Seattle like a day before Alyssa and Maddie did. So it was the first time that me, cause me and Casey had known each other for a few years, but we hadn't spent, like we had never spent one-on-one time together. Mm-mm. And we went out to dim sum in, in Factoria and oh, yeah. it was like the, our, it was a beautiful time together. And that was like the, like really blossoming of our friendship. And then like that, a couple months later, we like started our podcast. So like, it's, yeah. it's a wild. It all comes around. It do. Wow. Do. What a fun time. I, know. I can't wait this, for okay. you and Jaden to throw a big party together. Dude, I can't you, wait. I, think, I literally thought like I had, I'm like, let's do a fucking trip. Let's literally all, let's get my it's like our just our bridal party just or like just the wedding party and literally just do a baller 
like weekend and that be our wedding like why can't I would why be can't super that into be that why can't why can't we just go party for a couple of days like just all of us and like like Jaden's I'm thinking about like Jaden's um groomsmen Boys. or whatever I like, mean well I'm in there too exactly exactly but then like everyone brings their partner like if they have a partner they can bring their partner and then we just like right like I'm into that like I don't do my um side note for those of you who don't know I'm not in Trista's bridal party I am a groom's woman Uh, I'm on Jaden's side which is really fun I love it I'm super into it this was kind of before Trista and I got super close but Jaden and I I love Jaden. Oh no, I love it. It's perfect. And like, I love breaking the, that like weird tradition of like Mm -hmm. female and male only. Like I have, I mentioned my friend Alex earlier, but he's, he's going to be on my side. He's going to be my bride's groom man. No, bride's groom. Bride's man. man. Yeah. I don't know. Something like that. But no, I love it. I love it. If we ever like throw a big, I would love to actually have a big ass wedding. But then I think about like people that like you have like weird, like just like the family members that you don't want to come. And then like, mm-hmm. like really like long, like friendship, like family friends that you're like, oh, I have to invite them. Like, no, you fucking don't. It's your own wedding. But yeah. Just I a, you know to- what we're going to have? We're going to have a Greek wedding oh my god please god the greek weddings for those of you who don't know um used to be a thing in the greek system they are no longer um allowed for good reason because they're honestly terrible they're wild um where i don't know do you want to say i I feel like i shouldn't even say this this is no no we don't have to we don't have to it's okay but yes but no but dude no i want one i'm totally if you if you know someone who's in the greek system i'm not going to say this out loud but if you know anyone who's in the greek system ask them what a greek wedding is and let's do it for your wedding (laughs) oh my god i'm into it i love it that sounds fucking fun but yeah um anyway so there are our worst and our shrink years and our growth Growth years years. yes i know this episode's crazy long thank you all for listening i appreciate it um also i just like yeah i just think about i know i'm not the only one going through a hard time right now and there's obviously a lot of other people that are struggling with this time in our society and in our personal lives and just like I don't know. I'm, I am literally grasping at any sort of stability and routine and structure right now. So I know I'm not the only one, but I think I liked this episode because it got me, it's like highs and lows. Like this is just a part of life. And like, it's okay that this isn't a great year. I'm talking to myself right now. This is a pep talk for Trista. It's okay. that I, I am not in my best year right now because like, I'm still trying and I'm going to get through this mm-hmm. and yeah we're going to get through it either way. Yeah. Like even if, if it's shitty right now, like better days are coming. They're on their way. Mm-hmm. And we've all been <sighs> through some shit. I know we have all been through some shit and look where we are. We're coming out of it. We're, you know, we're trying our fucking hardest. We've gone through some good things and we've gone through some really not, not fun times exactly exactly. and that's okay and like I don't know everyone's got dark shit in their lives like there's there's shit that I mean there's shit that I struggle with and I'm not going to talk about on this podcast I don't even tell Casey because I just keep it so internal so I know that like 
and you oh I'm, like everyone has dark shit and like I don't know I think that I think that we're all just trying our hardest and like sometimes like uh, like this is where I'm at personally if I can get up and just get through a day like get through my day that's a victory like bare minimum shit like yep. I if I can get through the day like cool like yep. I'm living life <laughs> yeah I feel that I'm like I said earlier that I've been really struggling through my schoolwork and that is it's really fucking hard it's really fucking hard and I am like I'm constantly telling myself you this is fine this is like you are doing an amount of work that is okay for what you are going through right now this is I I am like I am performing awesomely with with the shit that's going on you know I'm like it's okay. I'm trying my best. I am trying my hardest. I am getting work done. It might not be to the standards of my professors at this point, but I am, I'm still doing okay. It's like, absolutely. Yeah. Cause we're, we're trying our fucking hardest. Okay. And like my hardest looks a little different right now because of the situation I'm in, but I'm still trying my fucking hardest. Mm-hmm. So, we um, all are. It's like, just be okay with yourself right now and and do some growing too while you're at it well because yeah I mean like I'm in an uncomfortable space right now in my life and it's like you're not gonna grow when you're super comfy Mm -hmm. when I'm living a a cushy ass life and my like stability and my daily routine is like locked in like that doesn't mean I'm growing and I have to like remind myself of that constantly. So we're a little uncomfortable, but we're growing and that's important too. Mm-hmm. And with that, mm-hmm. I know. Anyways. Okay, goodbye. cool. We love you guys so much. I cannot, it's really weird. I say this every fucking time, but I'm going to say it again. This hour, two hours, however long this episode was, is me and Casey just talking to each other about these things. And I forget that all of you guys are listening out there. So thank you so much for your support and for your time. I know that you're, I'm sure you have other things you could be doing right now rather than listening to us fucking ramble on forever. So I just, I really appreciate it. I just, sometimes I get like weird and I don't know how to like clearly express all these things, but yeah, we love you guys. We it's really nice to have supporters and listeners out there. Yeah, definitely. And I I always say at the end of every episode, thanks for hanging out with us. And I really mean it. Like thanks for hanging out with us cuz that's like that's that's what you're doing. That's what we're doing. Speaking <laughs> it, telling stories. Yeah. Um, oh my god. Well, thank you so much. We, we are hopefully going to end this season with a really big banger and this is not it so stay tuned this is not it (laughs) yes we are yeah we're gonna be um doing an episode that goes along with my uh, senior studio project for school so stay tuned on that one but we will um get it to y'all as soon as I can get the work done. Don't <laughs> shake <laughs> Casey out, okay? She's trying yeah. her hardest. No, right. we're gonna get best. it out soon, hopefully. And um, from like until then, I don't know. Reach out. Let's connect. Hit us mm-hmm. up on Instagram. Um, if you're not already following or subscribed or whatever it is, whatever platform you listen to, make sure you're following us. That makes me happy. <laughs> <laughs>
Okay, well, thanks for thanks for hanging out with us. And uh, I'm Casey Daw. I'm Trista Goodenough, and this has been Kia Still Growing. Thanks for listening. This episode was produced by Beto, original music by Beto, your hosts Casey and Trista, and original cover art by Casey. Thanks for listening again. Uh, have a good day. Follow us. Like, subscribe, I don't know, all those things. Uh, love you. <laughs> woot woot. <laughs>